Welcome. My name is Naomi Vilneg, and I'm here to encourage. I'm excited and honored to have you listening in. Thank you. Merci. So, a little bit about me. I'm a wife of many years, mom of four wonderfully and fearfully made children. Don't roll the eyes. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> you know what else the Bible says? Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11. I'm very aware that your salvation is personal, but we can absolutely press through life journeys together. It's both biblical and socially progressive. I need you, you need me, and we can do this together. Tune in every Wednesday to get a word of encouragement from the Word of God. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Lord, I give you praise and honor that only you deserve. I am so glad to be back and on the line on this podcast. I give God praise for that. Um, And I am so grateful for you for listening in. Uh, once again, you're here with me. Why not? Um, I I applaud you that you are taking the time and you are just taking the time to listen to a word of encouragement, looking to be blessed and to stay encouraged. And in doing that, you actually are encouraging me. So every time I see, um, you know, how many people have come on online and listen in to the podcast, I'm encouraged by it. It means that the work is moving forward it is doing what it's supposed to do the word that are being released on this podcast are touching lives so thank you for opening doors for opening the doors of your heart of your for opening your ears and listening in um and i pray that god will give you a word today so the word in my mind and on my heart is legacy Now, legacy is something that I've been hearing a lot. Legacy is something that I've been thinking as well, because as you have heard from my previous podcast, and um, you know that uh, my mother passed away, and so I think about the legacy that she left behind to us, her children, her six children. So the word legacy is in my mind, it's upon my heart, and so it makes sense that I have something to share on that. Um, I look up the word, the definition of the word legacy in the Webster, the Merriam-Webster, um, you know, defined the word legacy as a gift by will, especially of money or other um, personal property, a bequest, you know, something that has been left for another. It also let us know that the word legacy is something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor from the past. So it's an exchange, something that's being passed down from one to another. And that's another thing too that has been on my heart is thinking a lot about generations 
And, you know, I'm of a generation. My children are of a generation. My parents are of another generation. And, you know, so the generation pass. We are obligated to pass down um, from one generation to another. Mm-hmm. The Bible actually commands us to do this, to do so. In Psalm 145, we hear of, um, we, we hear um, and read as we um, see that one generation passed down to another. Um, in the book of Deuteronomy, it speaks of generations of blessing um, passing from one generation another. And it's also speak of the instruction that generations have to give to the next one. So, um, um, generations are passing legacy, you know, passing in the gift, the bequests, passing, transmitting something precious. And most of the time, the gift that we think about when we think about legacy has to do with you know wealth you know generational wealth we think a lot of times about that the money the house we're leaving behind for our children the land there's a lot of things you know and there's nothing wrong with those things i applaud every single one of us who's working hard and making sure we're leaving legacy behind for our children for our children children but my question today is are you leaving a legacy of faith yes are you living a legacy of am i leaving a legacy of faith so we've got to learn to also pass the baton of faith to the next generation, to our children, children, and fulfill the calling um, that is within the body of Christ to make for disciple, you know, not just of the nations that are far from us, but also um, making gen, um, disciple right there among our own family line, among our own lineage as well. So I praise God for that, um, that we are able and capable of passing down legacy. And why not pass the legacy of faith? So I read that leading up to each of the Olympic Games, There's a long relay of runners that carry a torch. They transport a flame from, um, you know, the village or the town, the city of Olympia, Greece, Olympia. And then they would transport that torch, carry it forth to a cauldron at the site of wherever the games were being held. So um, that's something right there. And, um, and then, so it it got me to thinking, um, about those people because the ones who were given the honor to carry the touch from one destination to another, they, they, they considered them to be the guardians of the flames. You know, you say gardien, gardien flamme. You know, um, you you say gardien flamme. You put it on flamme. You sort in non non local pour y arriver dans l'autre là. So c'est comme ça nous t'adouer. Considérer that no, I think so. I I think it's not a problem to do that because we rather than um, carrying the flame of um, you know like the old athletes 
coming from Olympia, Greece, rather than carry that flame, we carry the flame of faith. You know, the responsibility of the guardian of flames were to make sure that the flame remained lit and that it was passed down to the next runner. Isn't so that what we do? We, we need to do as well. We have to make sure that faith remain alive around us in our family, in our children, in our children, children, in our church, and even in our ministry, especially of those of us who works in youth ministry. We have to make sure that the flames of our faith, it remain a fire, a flame. You know, it's bright, it's lit up, and we pass it down to the next person who will continue the work of God, continue with the calling that is within the body of Christ and keep it going forward, passing it forward. And so that was the job for the guardians of the flame. So we can consider ourselves guardian of the flame of faith as well. Um, we Because we are called to run a race as well, right? We know that from um, Timothy, we learned that we are called to run the race. We are called to keep the faith ablaze and pass the baton of faith to the next generations. Proverbs 13 verse 22, let us say, um, to let us know that a good man lives in um, inheritance to his children's children. That certainly applies, like I was saying earlier, to financial blessing that we can leave for our children, left to our biological grandchildren. Uh, but it also applies to a spiritual legacy. That's what we're talking about, a spiritual legacy. On legacy, on heritage spiritual que nous ka quitter pour jeune nous, pour petite nous, pour famille nous. Non seulement nous ta remen quitter belle bagaille pour your kai there um jamon law to say oh you're born to look it a cob may fuck no make sure no kite on heritage is spiritual for generation cavinia you know um what is that you know spiritually speaking we are living to our children the heritage of faith that we live to another generation we want them to pick up and use it we need them to make absolute sure that when we graduate to heaven my mom when she before she passed away she was letting people know about make being true um, to the faith, making sure that they didn't have hatred in their hearts and that if someone was to come and tell her something, she, you know, she was not going to only listen to one side. She would make sure that the other side would know because she didn't want the hypocrisy of the he said, she said, you know, like she, before she passed away, that was the last message sermon. You know, she was speaking out of her mouth and you're know, letting us know that we, this is not the time to have hate. This is not the time to um, have jealousy in our heart but this is the season for us to love and love truly that's legacy that's one of her final words to us um to everyone and anyone who was listening to her who she had a chance to say this that was one of her last word and as we ourselves when we move to this place we are graduated to heaven ourselves we depart this earth we want to be able to live something that will continue the quest that will continue the good fight of faith we want to make sure that way we live our lives what we proclaim we declare what we testify to about the 
the word of God, about the faith, about living for Christ, that that will move, carry on forward beyond us. Um, that we need to leave a legacy that is unwavering, uncompromising. Like, you know, nous quittons la foi qui pague un compromis, uncompromising faith in God. We all can learn to pass the baton of faith to the next generation. And here's one way. And one way is for us to make a decision. And make a decision to make faith our legacy. Faith to be uh, the legacy that we want to live behind. Psalm 145 verse 4 says, One generation shall praise your works to another. <laughs> That's legacy right there. They shall praise God works, God divine works to another and shall declare. They shall declare. They shall proclaim. They shall let it be known loud and clear your mighty works. You understand? So one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty works. And that's what we got to make sure we're about, you know, to pass the baton of faith. However, we have to first have it. You can't pass something that you don't possess. So we have to make sure that we live a life that is true. You know, faith is in truth for a smooth handoff. You know, we need to have a firm grip on the baton of faith. Have a firm grip on the word of God. Of what God is asking of you is requiring of you. And, you know, put an, an intentional effort, you know, to place it right in the hand of the next generation. We've got to learn to be intentional about to say, I want you to know who God is. And I'm going to do everything that I can, every effort that I can to make sure that they know the truth, the truth that can set them free. Because you know what? I said it before and I will continue to say it. You know, the radio of the world is wide and loud. It's open and it's loud. And, you know, it's speaking. It's speaking out. The world is speaking. Why not us as well? We know the truth. Why not share the truth as well and let the world know, let our children know, let those who are sin before us know, you know, the, the generation that stand before you, let them know who Christ is. Let them know of the faith, what it means to follow Jesus Christ. And how can we do this? How can we make faith our legacy, me, you, all of us, the church, how can we make faith our legacy, what we leave for the next generation? When we, you built your faith and strength, your relation and strengthen your relationship with the Lord, we will enjoy, like when we do that, we will enjoy endless personal benefits. That's a given. Even I can tell you that right now when I, the, the strength to move on, to carry on and that just having the strength in relationship with Christ that has helped me to press forward. That's benefit right there because there are people who cannot face the next day. They cannot, they don't have it in them to face the next day. And that is why we hear of unfortunate, you know, suicidal attempts and so forth. They cannot face the next day. For me, that's personal benefit right there. I can wake up in the day and rejoice. I can wake up day just like the Bible. So, you know, I'm weeping men there for a night, but joy come in the morning. Joy come in there. The day may be, may have been roughed. 
Though the season may have been rough, to face the next day, to face the next season, that's personal benefit from having a faith that is being developed in Christ and in strengthening our relationship in Christ each and every day. You know, um, your effort to develop your spiritual strength greatly also can impact younger Christians who are watching you. They need to be inspired. They need to see faith in action and motion, faith achieving and faith overcoming, real Bible faith at work. They need to see victory in you. It's what will make them reach higher, stand stronger and refuse to quit. That's what they need to see. You know what I mean? They need to see that we've become heroes and heroes as well because they're looking because a lot of time people that they look up to, they have put their, um, they just look up to as role model, you know, will fail. They'll hear the story of the superstar who cheated on their wives or who was drunk driving and everything. So why not us? rise up to become the hero in their lives and the younger generation lives and our children life because we are making sure that we they see faith in action and motion in our life and that our faith is achieving great thing and it helps us overcome pain loss whatever it is that you may be confronting that real bible faith is at work and when it's at work You know, there is victory. There is victory. We're not only conqueror, but we are victorious. Um, You know, so you might be asking yourself, what exactly are these people watching or these children watching or this younger generation um, watching? What are they watching? They're watching everything. Everything we do, everything we say, they are watching how how we think, um, uh, how we speak and how we act you know so we got to be be careful with the thing we say to one another around one another to them as well and um so we got to be careful about that, how we act, you know, our action even speak louder than the words that comes out of our mouth. So they're watching everything. Faith is how we lived. Faith is how we live. It's a lifestyle. It's not just Sunday. Faith is not what we do on Sunday morning. Faith is not what we do when you happen to be in the, um, prayer service you know the the prayer service on one of the weekday faith is not just what we do when we have um youth ministry session faith is a lifestyle everything we do is our faith you know our lifestyle is a message and that's a baton a baton waiting to be passed down to the younger generation for them to know when we are confronted with racism when we are confronted with hard time when we are confronted with you know depressing situation how we through our faith we rise above that love shine instead you know our faith can help us sustain us like they need to see that's a lifestyle and you know when they too face these things that they can also rise above it and and live in love and live in faith and react in love and react in faith as well 
And then, you know, it's not just to our children and our grandchildren that we pass, we're passing this baton. We are passing this um, legacy, but to every younger generation in the church, every younger generation around us, where they are in our workplace, in our schools, even in the um, public transportation, in the public place, in the marketplace, wherever it is that we encounter, because encounter, because people are watching us. They are always watching. They are studying us you know they watch what we do especially when we make a declaration we are of the faith believe me they may act like they're not watching but they're watching they're waiting to see how we will act how we what we will deliver people are always watching so what legacy are you passing to them those who are watching what legacy are we passing to them what habits of strong that shows that we are strong um you know strong in the faith what are the habits? What we're doing? Are we praying? Are we praying? I mean, we're making time to seek the Lord in, in prayer. Are we worshiping? Are we giving God value? That's what worship means. Are we giving God the value that only he deserves? We're making him the priority. Can they see that? Do they see that? Do they see that we always make God first? Like we, God above everything else. God above everything else is the thing, is the theme of our lives. Do they see that? Do they see that we have love and compassion? Do they see service? Do they see that we offer to serve one another? We serve people. We assist. We help. We reciprocate love. We give love and compassion. Can they see that? Can they see that you have put the time into service to serve in your church, to serve in your community, to serve at home, to just serve because we are of the servant heart? Because a lot of people hand down, they hand down hatreds. They hand down unforgiveness to the next generation. There are people who, who inherit hatreds and unforgiveness toward, you know, other family members, toward neighbors, towards a, a whole race of people. You know what I mean? They have hatred. They inherit that. That's been passed down because the feeling of hatred is a learned feeling. The you know unforgiveness is something that is learned. That can, and then that has been passed down from generation to the next. That sometimes yeah, the, the the issues that we we see between you know black and white all the time is being passed down from one generation to another. We cannot lose spiritual ground in our family, in our church, in our community, by holding on to old things, carnal ways of thinking. You know, we either go into and put the world's thinking in our children in the next generation, or we go into and put God's thinking. The world's always talking and always sharing its opinions and how we should be and what we should do and how we should behave. But what is the Bible saying? What is God saying through his word to us? So we either going to uphold those old stuff or things of the world or we're going to uphold the teaching of the word of God. Let me tell you, one way of one one way of going will bring a curse it will bring curse and death and the other will brings life and blessing if we lean with the world if we walk with the way of the world that will bring us curse and death
But if we stand on the word of God and we follow the word of God, that will bring life and blessing. So if we have wrong thinking in the past, it's time to turn it around. If there's a way you used to do things and it's hurtful, it's time to be, be the one to say no more. Like my family did this. My family always does that. My family feel this way. We always go that way. But be the one that stand out and change it. You can change. And when you change it, you change future generation. And that become a victory for family. Yours, mine, anybody who's around you who's seeing. The Bible tells us we are to talk about the goodness of God all the time. Deuteronomy 11 verses 18 to 20 says, Commit yourself wholeheartedly to those words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That means that as a people of faith, as the guardians of the flame, we constantly talk faith to our children. And not only talk, but we demonstrate, we live it too to the next generation. We are continually, sorry, tongue twisted. We continually, constantly, always talking and demonstrating our faith to our children, to the next generation, to whoever is before you. We speak good words about God. We should never let young people hear unbelief come out of our mouth. The word of God says, train up a child in the way he should go in Proverbs 22 verse 6. Well, he should go in faith. That's what we train. We're going to train them in faith. So it is critical that we walk uprightly in private, mind you, and walk and speak uprightly before the younger generations. We can't be about two different life, the life outside, the life in church, where everybody thinks we're holy, where everybody thinks we, you know, we save because we act in a certain way. We do all the religious practice. We show up in church. We show up in time. We raise our hand. We sing. We pray loud. No. In private, we need to walk uprightly. In private, we need to be about the faith as well. In private, behind closed door, our children and those who are close to us need to see that we live by faith. They see it in our language. They see it in our action. They see it in the things we say. We cannot use the word of our mouth to, 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 to um, curse people. We cannot use the word of our mouth to hurt. We cannot use the word of our mouth to destroy. As a matter of fact, the word of God called us to use the word of our to build one another. We are called to build one another. So in private, even more so, we need to live our faith. We need to live by faith so they can see that we follow God. We are of Christ. 
The thing God doesn't want us to do, we don't do them. The things that God wants us to do, we do them even when there's no witness, even when there's no audience to applaud us, even when there's no audience to give affirmation, we still, meaning we take the time to pray. We take the time to read the word of God. Your children need to see that you take time to read the word of God. They need to see that you are spending time in worship and fellowship. People around you, the also behind closed doors, need to see that you are of the faith, both outdoor and inside. Outdoor and inside. Whether there is an audience or no audience, they can see that you sincerely are seeking the presence of God all the time. So you and I, we got to make a decision to make faith our legacy. The way we would work so, so hard, the way we would labor so hard to make sure we leave money, we leave a house, we leave land, we leave treasures for our families, for the next generation. Let us make the decision to labor very hard, you know, make faith our legacy and labor to leave that behind. Let us declare Psalm 145 today. Verse 5, I will speak of the glorious honor of your majesty and your, of your wondrous work, Lord. Talk about the Lord's miracle. Miracles happen every day in our lives. Talk about the Lord's miracle. If you can't think of a miracle in your life, think of a miracle in the word of God, where God came through in impossible circumstances. Because God is the king of the impossible. He make the impossible possible. Hallelujah. He make the impossible possible. What is impossible with man is possible with God. That's the word of God. We got to talk about the thing that God is doing in our lives. Don't be shy. We got to talk about how he make, you know, message out of our mess. We got to talk about how he changed things around. And we got to be honest enough to say, yeah, we all sinners and I am the worst of them all. Just like Paul, he said it. He says, sinners, but I am the worst of them all. Let them know if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be nice. I wouldn't be polite. I wouldn't have good thinkings. I wouldn't do good deed if it wasn't for God. That's a miracle. Because where I come from, where I'm come from, the family I'm from, or from the neighborhood I'm from, from where I'm from, I would not be able to do certain things if it wasn't for God. Or if I was so poor, I had nothing. I came from a little country in Haiti that most of the world call the, you know, the, the, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be right here. God took our family from Haiti, brought, brought us here, and he made ways for us, wonderful ways for us. He opened wonderful doors for us. And in return, not only were we blessed, we are able to bless others back home in Haiti. If it wasn't for God, that's a miracle. 
There are some area in Haiti, we can be honest, I love the country. I love, you know, um, um, Haiti as a country, but I know there's a lot of poverty there. There are some area people come from, if it wasn't for God, that's a miracle. Let your children know, let the generation know where they come from. If God didn't take you out of that situation and place you here, and therefore when God placed you here, that he made ways for you, that he made ways for your children and your children. Now, if they're living the life, they can dress nice, they eat food, food non-stop you know what i mean they open and close fridges all the time it is because of god miracle he took a family out of poverty or out of a, a, a horrible situation in haiti and placed him right here in america to do a lot of blessing why should i be ashamed of that god made it happen i am grateful because there are a lot of people still back in Haiti who would give their lives a hand, a foot. I don't know what they would give to be able to be where I am now, where my family is right now. So why should we feel embarrassed and unable to talk about this? God has made ways for you. So we got to talk about the wondrous work that God is doing, the great works that he's doing in your life. If it wasn't for God, there's a job that you have, you would not have it certain position, business that you own, you wouldn't be able to own it. God has made ways and we got to speak about this thing. If it wasn't for God, there are healings that have happened in our lives. If it wasn't for God, you would have been in a hospital. If it wasn't for God, you would have been in a different situation. God have, you know, give you life in in situation where accident have happened, car accident job accident work accident if it wasn't for god you wouldn't even be there you would be a handicap if it wasn't for god we keep too much to ourselves thinking our children's our children no we need to talk about these the, these things these wonderful wonderful things that god is doing in our lives let the children know i mean the world is telling them everything and we can't even tell them that the world can tell them stuff that they don't need to know. All they got to do is go and Google search. Everything they need to know, they will know. Why would I be afraid to, oh, it's a moon, or they are children, or they are young? No, tell them. The Bible calls us to talk about the Lord's miracle. So make sure we are talking about our faith. To pass the baton of faith to the next generation, we have to model the faith. Show them how to use their authority. Don't be shy about it. Let them see it in action. Faith is fun to watch in action. It's wonderful. It's marvelous. I'm thinking about how two weeks ago, I was not able to really share the words. It's been uh, since Mother's Day. You know, I've been feeling a little bit in a, in a funk, in a place where... I just don't know. I felt so heavy down that I didn't have it in me to give. And then out of, you know, but yet my heart was troubled because I have a work that I'm doing on Wednesday. This podcast, that's my work that I do for the kingdom. And I still had to give a word. I had to find something. I didn't even have the energy to go look for sermon that I have, whether it was video or old, old audio that maybe I can change and work it out and just put it on the podcast. And then just 
out of the blue, God provide. He sent my sister who just shared, you know, the Holy Spirit must have inspired her to give a word. And not only did she pour out, she sent it to me. She chose out of everybody that she has out of, you know, she made me one of the people who received that word. And the only thing I could think about when I had, when I received the words from her was like, can I share? Can I put that on the podcast? Can I just put it? Because the Lord has provide. He has provide. So it's fun to watch an action, fun to watch a God who knows our needs, even though I didn't talk to my sister, you know, Catherine, but she somehow was connected. The Holy Spirit, you know, knew what was going on and knew her heart and made it happen. And I'm like, whoa, this is beautiful. God orchestrated. So yes, faith is fun to watch in action. We need to know how to use the authority that God has given us so the next generation can see firsthand the power of God working in their lives. That's come from Gloria Copeland who said that. And it's so true. We need to know how to use the authority of God. So I say, God, you know, something needs to happen because I cannot let another week pass. And then, you know, I don't share a word of encouragement. Will you help me? God, help. He sent my sister. He sent her to cover for me when I could not cover. The next generation should be more powerful and stronger because they're hearing the goodness of God, the power of God and the mercy of God from the generation to generation. The more they hear what God did for grandpa, grandma, and what God is doing for us, my goodness, or what God did, even if we want to go further back, what God did for great grandpa, that should make them even more powerful and be stronger in the faith because they have heard where God took us, what God has done and through our family line, our lineage, what God have done in and through the church, the local church that they may be around, the church may be 40 something years old or 50 years old. They have heard the great good, the goodness of God, how God has provided the next generation should have even a stronger faith, having heard over and over how God has moved and have done great things. They need us to show them. Now, and they need us to tell them. We need to get the faith into the hands of the next generation so they can take it to the world. That's the legacy I'm interested in leaving behind. Along with the house, along with the land, along with some cash in the bank accounts and the savings the stocks, along with the investments, the gold, the diamond, whatever you may have, along with all those things, even more precious than all those things. I want to leave him faith, faith in Christ Jesus. I want to leave them with the story, the powerful story, the powerful truth of the hand of God moving in through our lives. 
I want to leave them faith. I want to make faith my legacy to leave. How about you? How about you? Be blessed and stay encouraged.